As we now approach the two days till Thanksgiving mark, Americans prepare to gather around their tables and on top of their sofas with their loving families. But as of right now, I'm getting back onto the saddle after a chaotic week 11 marked by a commentator's curse. Welcome back to Tuesday Night Football. Now actually back on a Tuesday this time. Roll the theme! Oh, yeah, we're back. It's finally Tuesday night again, prim and proper. Welcome back to Tuesday Night Football. Hold on a second. It just dawned on me. This is the 10th episode of Tuesday Night Football this year. Double the reasons to celebrate. Thanksgiving's coming up. It's the 10th episode of this show. I'm surprised it's made it this far. So here on Tuesday Night Football 10... Just no more nonsense. We're going to jump right into this sucker with our annual NFL weekly recap. This time, the week 11 edition. We're going to kick this off prim and proper with a game that we probably all saw coming or maybe not so much because the Titans and Packers actually put on somewhat of a show in this Thursday night showdown, even if the entire Titans offense is just built off of their running back, Derrick Henry. How do you play the Titans playbook? Simple. You see ball, you see Derrick Henry. You take this ball, you give it to guess who? Derrick Henry. And you just score points. That's how the Titans are 7-3 and three right now, folks. We are watching this in real time. Uh, just this offense being built over this one guy. I didn't even think that was possible. But then again, what's the theme of this year? Remember, folks, I've been saying this every week. Anything is possible. So, good job for the Titans, and the Packers are now sitting at a prim and proper third in the NFC North. We're now in the timeline where the Detroit Lions aren't the bottom feeders of the NFC North. Which is really weird to say. But hey, might as well stick around for it. And then, after that intriguing Thursday night, we move into... What else? Our Sunday showdowns with games like Chicago and Atlanta, which turned out to be actually a really solid game to watch as Justin Fields, Chicago's quarterback, it, it really is just turning out to be something special with old Justin Fields. Because... <laughs> You know, just last year, we were seeing just a absolute tank in the tradition of Chicago not having good quarterback play, even with guys like Jim McMahon or Rex Grossman. You know, they're Super Bowl quarterbacks. But the Falcons took this win off of a game-winning field goal. Yet another theme of the year, game-winning field goals just being the season, which makes perfect sense if you think about it, right? Of course. Then, we come to... Probably one of the more intriguing games. I didn't even think it would be that interesting because Indianapolis and Philadelphia. We saw the Colts taking on the Eagles at home and losing by one on an interim head coach, which 
you know, we all saw this coming, right? Right? No? Nobody? Yeah, that's what I thought. So the Colts took an L at home against the Eagles, but eh, it's Philadelphia. They're nine and one, even if their schedule is a cakewalk. It was interesting to see that they somehow were able to pull this win off, considering the Colts had the game for the most part until just a game-ending drive led by Jalen Hurts. So, who knows? The Eagles are just proven to be an enigma. So watch them go like 16-1 and and get just crapped on in the playoffs. We're going to call it here, folks. That's right. I am totally good at reading the future. I can call my shots every time. At least that's what I like to tell myself. So... Eagles, you're going to lose in the playoffs, probably in that divisional round, because number one seed in the NFC, because of course, why not? You get the easy games in the regular season. Then we come from probably one of the strangest games of the week to one of the worst games of the week in just how little offense there actually was in a New England Patriots 10-3 win over the New York Jets. Do I need to repeat myself? 10 to 3. There were no offensive touchdowns scored this entire game. The only touchdown scored was on a punt return to win this game. This game was at 3 and 3 for most of the game. I don't even know how this is possible outside of anemic offensive play. And sure, maybe good defense is a part of it here too, because let's be real for a second here. The Patriots can pull a good defense just out of what feels like nowhere every year. And the Jets are starting to put together a pretty rock-solid defense off of guys like you know, <laughs> rookie Sauce Gardner. Is that makes perfect sense? So, it was disappointing to see, but, I mean, it's an AFC East divisional rivalry. It gets weird, and the Patriots have owned the Jets every year for years, even back when Tom Brady was there. And now we come from this not-so-much-of-a-surprise to another not-so-much-of-a-surprise in Washington beating the Houston Texans. What can I say? The Texans are going to get that number one overall pick, man. 1-8-1. They have officially won one game. One game the entire year so far. We're past the halfway point, folks. If this is the sort of thing we're expecting out of the Texans, they are guaranteed that first overall. So, I get, I get it. Cool. Good job, Washington. Yet you, you got yourself a win. You have a winning record, and you're still the bottom feeders of the NFC East. Considering your competition in the seven and three Giants, the seven and three Cowboys, and the nine and one Eagles. Cool. Good for you, Washington. You're pulling a winning record even when the franchise is in complete shambles right now. Makes perfect sense, right? No? Yeah, once again, same deal as the rest of the season. It makes no sense. And speaking of making no sense, the Saints beating the Los Angeles Rams at home. Okay, this made perfect sense. And now Cooper Cup is injured in the LA Rams. So, cool. Ain't that great. No more Cooper Cup, no more offense, and Matthew Stafford is going to start going full Detroit mode on us. Let's see how well this turns out. Because now the Saints have taken a 27-20 win over the Los Angeles Rams. 
beating every NFC West team that isn't the Cardinals. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're going to be playing the San Francisco 49ers this week. More on that later on the next segment of the show. But, cool. They are now 2-1 and one against the NFC West. Their only loss, the Cardinals, on Thursday Night Football. They beat the Seahawks by a score. They beat the Rams by a score. They got blown out by a Cardinals team that just got DeAndre Hopkins back from suspension. And the rest is history. And then we come to the frat bros in the Motor City, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you didn't see that one coming, did you? So let's let's be real for a second here. It sucks what's happening in Buffalo right now because they're just getting plowed with snow. And they're having to play their games in Detroit now. But hey, Bills fans are just coming out and supporting them. Just regardless. And cool. Good for them. Bills Mafia. Cool people. Let's be real. If they're coming all the way out to Detroit, Michigan to go watch the Bills play, then I I really have nothing to say bad about it. So cool. And the Bills took the dub over the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you probably saw that one coming, but hey, cool. The Bills were able to get to Detroit safely. And unlike regular old Buffalo citizens right now, they're not buried under a mountain of snow. So hopefully things will be okay and things won't go too crazy for the frat bros crashing at Ford Field. We'll come back to Detroit later. But first, we got to take a journey to Baltimore, where we saw probably the second worst offensive showcase that wasn't the Denver Broncos in a Ravens-Panthers game that scored 16 total points. Only three more points than Jets-Patriots this week. Because the only touchdown of the game was, guess who? Lamar Jackson, folks. The quarterback, running back, dual threat monster who is probably going to get paid by Baltimore this year if things go, you know, according to plan. All right. Let's just be real for a second. If Baltimore wants to stay good, pay Lamar Jackson. Plain and simple. And, you know, anyone who plays fantasy football, you know, Lamar Jackson is usually pretty good. Pretty rock solid. Can't really complain too much. And then remember that old Detroit thing I was going to tell you to come back to? Yeah, uh, the Detroit Lions just beat the New York Giants 31-18. to Yeah, um, I don't even know how this is possible here for a second. Because, yeah, this is Detroit we're talking about. They just were just dropping everything on the Giants. <laughs> it just blew them out in New Jersey. Because that makes perfect sense, right? You know, Detroit scoring big points. They're second place in the league. They're on a three-game winning streak. Everything makes sense now. This is the bizarro timeline where we see Detroit in the second place in the NFC North behind a 8-2 and two Minnesota Vikings team. More on the Vikings in just a minute. So, Lions, honestly, were a surprise this week. That I will officially give them my surprise of the week. 
we'll, we'll start doing awards as I go through the recap. My surprise of the week, the Detroit Lions for just dropping points all over the New York Giants. So, cool. That was awesome. What wasn't so awesome was my uh, dubbed Depression Bowl with the Denver Broncos and the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, who I called the worst team in the league that wasn't the Texans because I felt like having pity for Houston. Because why not, right? It's the Houston Texans. Have a little pity for them. The Raiders are actually trying, and they're failing hard. But for a 3-7 win, I'll at least give them one thing. Consistency. Because two of those wins came against the Denver Broncos. More on Denver in the next segment. But the Raiders won in overtime in what was, at that point, a 16-16 tie game. Winning off of a Devontae Adams catch. It just Derek Carter, Devontae Adams, who was just so wide open, like no defenders around this guy in overtime. It was nuts to watch in real time. Because, hey, cool. Good job, Raiders. You have officially proven me wrong, at least for this week. You still aren't great, and I'll be more on that later because you're getting roasted to oblivion, Raiders. Because your Week 12 matchup is actually going to be tough. And speaking of tough matchups, it's epic segue here into the Cowboys-Vikings game that I rightfully called my game of the week. But this is for all the wrong reasons. As, uh, let's just say that I'm pretty sure the Cowboys-Vikings game didn't air all the way. Because I'm pretty sure they just started airing a massacre on live TV in this 40-3 to blowout of the Minnesota Vikings at home by the Dallas Cowboys, mostly off the back of Tony Pollard, probably one of the better, better rookies of the year up there with guys like Kenneth Walker for, you know, rookie running backs. We'll give it to him. This was a powerful juggernaut showcase for the Dallas Cowboys who are honestly starting to scare me. Like I've been saying every week, this is a team that has playoff hopes and Cowboys fans are never going to let go of this. I can probably already start hearing just the hordes of we damn boys coming just right through the gates, wherever you may be. All you'll be hearing every week after every possible dub is we damn boys every week from Cowboys fans. It's going to be nuts. At least until they lose in the playoffs. Much like the Eagles. I'm expecting the NFC East to collapse in the playoffs this year. We'll call this shot here too. Just boom, boom. We're going to call the shots. The entire NFC East, whatever teams go to the playoffs this year, are going to collapse. We're calling it here. But that's enough of it, the NFC East. Let's move to the AFC North. In this division rival matchup between the Bengals and the Steelers. Where the Bengals finally got their revenge from their week one loss to Pittsburgh in this 37-30 win for the Bengals, marking the highest scoring game of the week. And it was Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know, that one team that really hasn't been playing the, you know, most baller offense of the bunch. And a defense that's typically pretty rock solid with guys like TJ Watt. Yes, that Pittsburgh team. 
dropping 30 points on Cincinnati. But it wasn't enough because Joe Burrow decides, ha, watch this, fool. And 37 points later, the Cincinnati Bengals take a win in Pittsburgh. So that was cool. But that's enough of the afternoon games. Let's talk for a second about our primetime games that wasn't the Thursday night game. Sunday night football. It was the rematch of Chiefs Chargers, which honestly was a really cool game to watch because, not going to lie, this is usually a pretty exciting matchup, which, funny enough, ended in the same general score as last time. The Chiefs winning by three, except it was a 30-27 to win instead of a 27-24 to win in week two. We're repeating history here, folks. Chiefs Chargers has been interesting. Probably one of the more interesting divisional rival matchups I've been seeing all year. Because, I mean, I guess so. Patrick Mahomes can just pull himself a juggernaut routine, but then when the L.A. Chargers come into town or they go into town and play the Chargers, it's, oh, I don't know what to do here, fam. Uh, Win by the field goal, I guess. Does that make sense? Yes? All right? Cool. I'll roll with it. (laughs) Because why not, right? The Chiefs can go and blow out Tampa Bay. They can blow out too many of their opponents to count. But the Chargers can manage to put up a bizarre fight against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, who knows? They're holding on pretty well to their AFC West crown and the top of the AFC right now. So, prepare to see him in the playoffs. And I really can't have much sympathy for the other teams in the AFC West outside of the Chargers, because honestly, they're pretty fun. I like them. The Chargers are neat. And then with Monday Night Football, it's what you'd expect out of the NFC West. With the San Francisco 49ers deciding, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do what the Detroit Lions did to the Giants, but we're going to take a dump all over the Cardinals in this 38-10 win in Arizona for San Francisco, who have now taken the number one spot in the NFC West by tiebreakers. As now that both the Niners and the Seahawks are 6-4. and four. It's just the Niners have done better in the division. Because that's how tiebreakers work here, folks, is division rivalries. If a team has scored more within their division, more wins in their division, and their records are the same, it's the one who does better in the division that gets that number one seed. So now the Seahawks are knocked to second place. Hopefully we'll take our number one spot back next week, but eh, let's be realistic. We'll get more into that in our prediction segment of the show. Because it's going to be a interesting segment this week, considering we're going to be going into the Thanksgiving games. And this year, we've got ourselves a triple header. But we'll get more onto that into, the, into that segment, into our Week 12 predictions. But first, let's make our way to the new best and worst teams. Alright, so, last week on the best and worst teams in the league. Something really weird happened. Who I called as my worst and best last week had completely different changes of fate over the course of week 11. The worst team from last week, I called it as the Las Vegas Raiders. 
And then look at what happened. They had themselves a redemption game against the Denver Broncos. Sure, but a redemption game is a redemption game. And they officially taken third in the AFC West only because the Broncos can't win. And then there was the Vikings. I called the Vikings my best team of the week because of their monster performance against the Buffalo Bills. And now look at what happened. They got destroyed by the Cowboys, like I said in the recap. Do we have ourselves a case of commentators curse on our hands? When I call my best and worst teams, are they just going to completely change their fate afterwards? Well, let's find out here. Because the new worst team in the NFL, although the actual worst team, let's get this out of the way, folks, the actual worst team right now is the Houston Texans. But here at Tuesday Night Football, we're forgiving of the Texans because we feel bad for the Texans. Or I feel bad for them. Because honestly, being the youngest NFL franchise at only 20 years old, it's been rocky since the beginning. And usually it's taken a while for a lot of franchises to come off the ground. So, we're going to go to the next best thing. Who could possibly be worse? Well, I'm giving it to the Denver Broncos. Who not only have found ways to completely disappoint every single expectation of them this season, but, yeah, they're, they're completely destroying themselves. That's it, really. Like, there's nothing else to it. I couldn't tell you enough just how much hype there was around this Denver team in the offseason this year. Because, remember, folks, Every Seahawks fan across this great country of ours had to hear for months on end, Hey, what did you hear about the Russell Wilson trade? What's your opinion on it? And we all said the same thing, for the most part. Yeah, that sucks. Oh well. It sucks. But we keep hearing it. And then it's, Oh, your quarterback battle is between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. What are you going to do now? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anything's possible. <laughs> Something we've been telling ourselves then too. And then there was week one. When the Broncos couldn't even beat Seattle on a Monday night football game, which honestly, that game was a heart attack and a half because a terrible play calling from Nathaniel Hackett. Seriously, let's just go on a trip down memory lane for this Denver Broncos team. Let's start it here. They lose to the Seahawks. Week one. They take wins over the Texans and the 49ers. They beat the Texans by a touchdown and they beat the Niners by one. And then they go on to lose to all the... Then they go on to lose to the Raiders, Colts, Chargers, and Jets. Before beating the Jaguars... And then losing to the Tennessee Titans because Derrick Henry go burr. And then losing to the Raiders again. This Denver team is terrible. With some of the worst play calling I've ever seen. It's pathetic. And it really sucks to see it because, look, 
Russell Wilson was like, yeah, uh, I'll go anywhere. And now he's overpaid in Denver to play for a crappy team. Thanks for making Pete Carroll look like the biggest genius. Just the 3,000 IQ play of Pete Carroll, whose team is now second in the NFC West by default because tiebreakers. Number one in my heart. (laughs) So, Denver Broncos are the new worst team in the league. They are going to be bouncing here, folks. And they're playing the Carolina Panthers. So, we'll see what happens. And my new best team, although the Kansas City Chiefs are up there, they're 8-2. They play pretty tough. I'm not I'm gonna have to go against my better judgment and give it to the Dallas Cowboys this week. Where after losing their opener to the Buccaneers, 19 to 3, they beat Cincinnati, the Giants, the Commies, the Rams, and then they lose to the Eagles. Dak Prescott comes back. They put up 24 on the Lions. They put up 49 on the Bears. They lose to the Packers. And then they put up 40 on the Vikings. Sure, they're 7-3. Although the Chiefs have a better record right now, Chiefs games typically were kept a lot closer than what happened with the Cowboys this season so far, which is really sad to say. As I know, I spent a good chunk of time saying, oh, okay, I'm scared that now the Cowboys fans are going to start coming out of the crevices. Imagine that being some kind of horror parody, just Cowboys fans appearing out of the shadows. Write that down, somebody. Let's make this happen. So, although I give the Chiefs their, their due credit, they're keeping games a little too close for my liking. Like their Chargers game, the Jaguars game, Titans. The only games where they absolutely started just railing were their games against the Cardinals and the 49ers. Where, you know, they scored 44 points on both of these teams. Every other game, it's been wins by 10 points or less. Jaguars and Buccaneers, those are the 10-point games. Outside of that, you had a one-point win over the Raiders. You had a loss to the Colts. You had a four-point loss to the Bills, which, sure, that sucks, but it was the Buffalo Bills. And you had three-point wins over the Titans, over the Chargers, and over the Chargers again. These games are cut too close. The Cowboys will either do that or just go straight to blowouts. So, who knows? Maybe the commentator's curse will come back again. But for right now, at this week, the Dallas Cowboys are rising up right now, and it scares me. But it's the Cowboys, so we'll see what happens. Anything's possible. And with that, let's get into the Week 12 predictions. All right. Once again, no more nonsense, at least for this week, as we jump in to what I'm calling for NFL Week 12. The Thanksgiving week. So, first off, happy early Thanksgiving, everybody. It's going to be dope. We got ourselves a Thanksgiving triple header to start things off on Thursday. That's right, three games on Thursday. Let's start this off right. 
First, with the Buffalo Bills and the Detroit Lions. The two teams that are playing in Detroit right now, playing in Detroit. With the Lions taking their home field back. You know, the Lions, the team that's been playing on Thanksgiving Day every day for every Thanksgiving Day for the last, uh, how long has it been? Many, many decades. I'll give it that much. Now, although the Lions have been impressive in their last few games, they're coming up against a pretty tough opponent in the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills have the honor of staying in Detroit. So, this week, on the first game of the Thanksgiving Triple Header Special, it's going to go to the Buffalo Bills. And that's the 11.30 game. The 3.30 game on Thanksgiving is a classic matchup in the NFC East between the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. I was just talking about the Cowboys and how they are uh, a little too good for my liking. And they're playing against a Giants team that looks to be ready to implode after, you know, imploding against the Lions. So, I'm going to give this one to the Dallas Cowboys here on the Thanksgiving triple header, the second game. So, let's watch this Cowboys defense uh, do funny things and Tony Pollard just run all over the Giants defense. And then, after the mid-afternoon game, we come to prime time, 7.20, at least all in central time, as the New England Patriots go to Minnesota and play the Vikings, who need a redemption arc after getting blown out by, who guessed it, that's right, the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know what? It may be a primetime game, and Kirk Cousins notoriously decides to implode and just crap his pants on prime time. The Vikings are still an impressive squad and the Patriots offense really can't do much against honestly, the Vikings defense ain't too bad. They play solid ball. So Minnesota, here's your redemption. It's time to prove the Kirk Cousins can't play in prime time meme wrong. And if you don't, then uh, let's get the 64 gigabytes of Kirk Cousins memes just ready to post to oblivion and that'll mark my final prediction for the thanksgiving triple header that's right there's gonna be a lot of football on thursday that's gonna be cool but then we get into the rest of week 12 proper after the thanksgiving specials starting with the houston texans and the miami dolphins the dolphins folks they're gonna be coming off of a bye week which you know cool give them time to rest get nice and healthy and they're playing the Houston Texans. So, healthy Dolphins offense, Houston Texans. Fill in the blanks here. The Dolphins are going to win this week. It's going to be a massacre. Once again, I guess there's just a thing with massacres now on live TV every Sunday. Kind of scary, but okay. Dolphins are going to blow out the Texans. Then we got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans, where the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Tennessee and playing the Titans. Or, if I'm being honest, they're going to play Derrick Henry in an offensive line. And a pretty all right defense. But this is Cincy. They are an enigma. They just came off of a one-score win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Titans just decided, you know what? We can win by just giving Derrick Henry the ball. So, that's what we're going to do, folks. So, 
if Derrick Henry just decides to go ha-ha brr all over the Bengals, the Titans are going to win this game. And that's what I have it marked right now, is that the Titans are going to take this game because nothing will stop Derrick Henry. Nobody can even dream of stopping Derrick Henry. He's just that good, folks. Oh, jeez. We're still putting on Broncos games. Okay, cool. Broncos, they're playing the Panthers. They're going to Carolina. This is a tank of tanks, folks. These are two, three, and eight teams right now. With the Denver Broncos. Oh, I know. Three and seven. Yeah, the Broncos are three and seven. The Panthers, three and eight. Who are they running for quarterback this week, Carolina? Are they running Baker Mayfield? Who knows? Because, honestly, Baker Mayfield may actually put up a performance. Or if it's P.J. Walker who's still injured, who knows? I don't know. Carolina's got a quarterback carousel going on. It could be Sam Darnold for all I care. But, because like I said, the Broncos are the worst team in the league. That aren't the Texans. I'm calling it here. The Panthers, you're going to get a redemption story here. And you're going to go up to 4-8. and eight. I'll give it to you. You need it. You, you need it. The Broncos, thanks to the high draft picks. That's all I'll say. Then we come to the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets playing. Which, hey, this might be interesting. Because the Jets, they put up only three points on the Patriots. And the Bears could at least muster a performance against the Atlanta Falcons. So, if Justin Fields can stay good and clutch in the fourth quarter and in you know, time when you actually need to be clutch, the Bears can take this game. So that's what I'm saying here. Yeah, Chicago, you're going to take a win in New Jersey against the New York Jets. And then we come to the hot messes of the NFL right now. The Atlanta Falcons and the Washington, whatever their name is this week. I think it's still the Commanders. It's still the Commanders. Where the Falcons are going to be going to the ACL tearing FedEx field and playing this team. Please stay healthy, Atlanta. We need you to take the NFC South. In what I'm officially dubbing the hot mess bowl. As much as it pains me, though, the Falcons probably aren't going to do well against Taylor Heineke and the commies. So, take this win. Take it good. Especially after their last week's performance where they're just like, ha, the Texans suck. They'll actually have to play legitimate competition this time around. Then we come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Hot Browns. Ooh, oh, it's week 12. We're getting closer, folks. We're getting closer and closer to uh, the Browns finally unleashing Deshaun Watson from his suspension. All I need to say is that was terrible. And he's coming back next week. But that's next week. It's still Jacoby Brissett this week, playing for the Hot Browns. Could play decent ball, but they're going up against the Buccaneers' defense. And maybe Tom Brady used all of his magic to, uh, you know, somehow pull out a win in Germany. Before his bye week. 
So who knows? Maybe he's got nothing left in the tank. But the Buccaneers will find a way because defense ball. Meanwhile, Baltimore, Jacksonville. We'll call it here, folks. They're going to Jacksonville, the Ravens, and they're going to be playing the Jaguars. Lamar Jackson's going to have himself a field day, quite literally. And the Ravens are going to take this game. They just got to keep playing that good ball, folks, as they have been for a lot of the season. I cannot say the same about the beginning of the mid-afternoon games. Of the four games in the mid-afternoon, we're going to start with Raiders-Seahawks in a AFC-NFC matchup between the Western teams. The Raiders barely squeaked out a win in overtime over the Broncos. Over the Broncos. And the Seahawks, their last game was a nail-biter in Germany before their bye week. They possibly got healthy. And things can actually look up here. And they're playing at Lumen Field in Seattle. So, I'm officially just going to dub this for all the other fans. uh, A bounce-back game. With a loaded roster. We're going to watch just a baller game for uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks. So let's have fun, folks. Go take that dub, especially against the Raiders. And then we have our second AFC-NFC matchup. Another battle of the Western teams with the Chargers playing the Cardinals in Arizona. With the Cardinals starting to implode on themselves like they have been for the last month. The Chargers are going to take this win, but it's possibly going to be an entertaining game. I'll give it that much. Then we got the New Orleans Saints and the San Francisco 49ers with the Saints going all the way out to Santa Clara to play this game. I honestly have really nothing else to say outside of the 49ers most likely taking the win over the Saints unless uh, some crazy miracle happens on the field for the New Orleans Saints. But for now, the Niners are going to win. I could say the same thing about the LA Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's KC, and they're playing at Arrowhead. It's going to be loud. It's going to be chaotic. And the offense is just going to decide, who's this Aaron Donald guy? He means nothing. Have you seen this juggernaut offense? They're just going to ha-ha burr their way to another win. I'll call it here. And then we come to our primetime games, where we have the Green Bay Packers playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. The Packers are a team in decay, and the Eagles, the cracks are beginning to show. Because that makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, of course. The Eagles are starting to show some cracks after barely squeaking out a win over the Indianapolis Colts. Who's to say that Green Bay may not pull something? But until Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can prove me otherwise, Philly will take this win. Because they can still play very consistent ball. I'll give the Philadelphia Eagles all of that. They play good ball. I'll give it that much. And then, probably one of the more boring games of the week is on Monday Night Football this year. This week, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts taking prime time on Monday night. I got nothing, man. I really got nothing. It's just going to be a snooze fest, and they're playing in Indy. 
So unless Jeff Saturday can, you know, redeem himself from last week. Sure, he pulled the funny win against the Raiders. I still think he can win. I still think that the Colts can take this game against Pittsburgh. Maybe Matt Ryan has a little more juice in him. Let's just see what happens at that point. But until I'm proven otherwise, sorry to say it, but it's going to be Indianapolis taking this win on Monday Night Football. We're going to call the shot here. And with that, I believe that wraps it up in terms of Week 12, you know, Thanksgiving games and all. So, hey, I'll leave you with this. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a good week. Enjoy your favorite team's game this week. Unless you're on a bye, then go find something to do for the weekend. And you know the drill by now. We'll see you here back on Tuesday Night Football right here at this show next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, share it. Follow it on Spotify. You know the drill. Start doing it. And then we can get more people here into this unusual, weird, and wonderful world of Tuesday night football. Have a good night, everybody.